Hi. As noted on previous episodes, we record in a house with cats and dogs, and they will make noise, generally, in the middle of things, and there's not much we can do to stop it without doing things that would make everyone sad, so we're not going to do that. Also, while we do not have explicit content on this podcast, we swear a lot, and iTunes only has two settings, clean and explicit, and since we can't call it clean, it gets flagged as explicit. Think of this as a PG-13-ish content. All that now having been said, welcome to episode 27 of Productivity Alchemy. Hi, I'm your host, Kevin Sonny. I have my wombat test subject, Ursula Vernon, Woo! Uh, with me here. 27. 27. Good God. And we are on the very edge of 27, or yeah, we're on the very edge of 2017, about to take the plunge into 2018. Can't come soon enough. It can't come soon enough. And you know what I'm seeing all over the internet now? All the productivity blogs, all the little life hacker sites, all that stuff. People saying, I'd tell you my year in review, but it was 2017, so let's just pretend this never happened. There's some of that, but there's also the annual mess, gross, whatever large size crap ton of here's and how... that's an imperial crap ton, not a metric crap ton. Not a metric crap, crap ton. ton, yeah. Here are the things you need to do to make 2018 your best year ever. Here is how to set your goals and achieve them in 2018. Here are the 10 things you need to stop doing next year to make your life perfect. And you know what? Every last one of those is kind of bullshit. I have opinions on this. I, I had noticed. Yeah. The Now, I admit, a lot of the stuff they're giving in these articles is your standard advice about how to build a better habit, about how to set realistic goals, and that's fine. The arbitrary line that they are marking as January 1st, 2018, though, is often a setup for failure. And I say this not just because I think February is the biggest resale time for exercise equipment out of the entire year, since everybody says, January 1, I'm going to start exercising, and that is dead by February 1, sometimes as late as March, but because we often, like, if our life changes, if we run into a road bump, if we have some unforeseen thing that changes our circumstances, no matter what they are, our goals can change. Our situations can change. And now it's, let's call it April, and maybe we change jobs. And so that goal we set at the beginning of the year to get a promotion or get whatever. a promotion or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't apply anymore. And hey, did you meet that goal? Well, no. Then you failed. No, let's let's not even do that. I read a great article today that specifically said that the author, she was not setting goals this year. She wasn't because she was tired of setting these goals and having either life get in the way or have it become not applicable after two months or just losing interest in whatever it was she'd set the goal around after like three weeks because then she was just setting herself up for failure. Instead, she was going to go through and yeah, she was going to try to achieve things, but it wasn't an arbitrary, here's a goal that I have to reach this year and here's the exact way to do it. She was gonna live life not, I'm not going to say in the moment, but certainly live her life in a more flexible way so that if 
she missed something that she set up in January. It wasn't a sign that she was a horrible person, which is the inference you get from all of these articles. If you don't hit your fitness goal for the year, then you are a horrible person. Or if you give up halfway through because you broke your foot and now you have to spend three months in PT, well, you missed your fitness goal. And what kind of a person are you for missing your goal? Yeah, there's, there's, and, and hey, as a person who, who measures their, their self-worth by productivity, which again, as we've established, this is not emotionally healthy. Don't do it. Right. Uh, it is specific productivity is often the the killer. I in fact very rarely set goals. Like I'm not like you know I will finish this book, this book, and this book. I'll be like I'll write a book. Yes. And if that happens, and it usually happens because that's what I do, great. But sometimes there's a book that I was planning to get done that for reasons that are not my fault, and often like literally not my fault, like the publisher, you know, got weird or jiggy with it or whatever. Yeah. Uh, would just happen now and again. The that book, if I had said I'm going to finish this book, well, oops. But if I just say I'm going to finish a book, well, hey, I still have chances to get that goal. Right. That is a very loose goal, and you know. I could be hit by a bus, and then my goal will be recover from getting hit by a bus. And if I didn't get a book written, oh well. Yeah. Now, that isn't to say if you're going to set goals, there isn't some valuable advice in a lot of these articles. They Many of them talk about setting SMART goals, and I'm a big fan of SMART goals. And the reason is because they are specific, measurable, actionable, I never can remember what the R attainable. is. Attainable. Uh, attainable. Yes. Uh, I've never. It's the R I can never remember. Responsive. Oh uh, no. Uh, and timely. I'll look it up later. I'll 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 link. Reasonable. 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 As if not reasonable is a good thing for the R. The idea is to to set goals realistic. That's realistic. what it was. Realistic. I was close. Yeah. <clears throat> the idea is to not set a goal along the lines of. I will climb Kilimanjaro this year unless you've spent the last five years training to climb Kilimanjaro, Kilimanjaro, uh, which means that you've had five years of other goals centered around that. And, you know, that's that's great. If that works for you, that's absolutely fantastic. But if it doesn't work for you, it's okay. We the the marketing at this time of year, the whole world is set up to make you feel crappy about who you are. Like literally, well, yeah. because they want to sell you stuff that will make that, and they don't care if you actually become a better person from the stuff. No, they just want you to feel bad about yourself, so you buy the stuff. Their goal is not actually to improve their your life; it's to sell their stuff. Right. The the yeah, they have a goal that they will sell X amount of product or get X amount of of blog views in a year, and this is just one way to do it. Yes, all the marketing about you know the. You know, a new you in 2018 implies the old you sucks ass. It doesn't. I think the current you is just goddamn fine. The current you got through 2017, one of the shittiest years any of us have lived through in recent yeah, memory. Pretty much. And frankly, for having gotten through 2018, dude, you are... 2017. Hard, 2017. Sorry, it's... Yeah, words. Um, You're just ready to be there. Yeah, for getting through 2017, dude, you are hardcore. You you have you are you are Furiosa standing on the war rig with a gun in hand, going you know I have survived 2017. Yeah, 
that it, that was that was a hell of a run. So just you do not have to feel bad about who you are right now just so that marketers can sell you stuff you don't need. And something else you can do in a year-end review, which I like to do is a year-end review, and I'll go through the process of looking at things from the uh, stop, start, and continue. And that's a review process where you look at the things you've done or the things you are doing, and you decide, do I want to stop that? Is it not working for me? Do I want to stop that? And just stop it right now. Do I want to continue something? And that is something is working for me. Do I want to continue? Or is something maybe on the, the, the teetering point, maybe I want to continue it and see if it goes somewhere. And then do I want to start something new? And that's a really valuable tool because it isn't like, it, it gives you the flexibility to try new things without feeling bad when it doesn't work out. Yes, because we're, we're very success-oriented. I have failed on infinite number of things and started any number of projects and yeah. starting them and doing what I did was valuable, and then I stopped them because it wasn't working. Right. But it was valuable having done it, because if nothing else, I learned what didn't work. You know, uh, one of the things I, I actually kind of do is I, I have little regular check-ins with myself where I think through some stop, start, and continue. It's not really that formal, the other thing that I'll do is instead of setting goals at the beginning of the year this year, instead of setting goals, what I'm going to do is I'm going to celebrate the things I get done as they happen. One of the things I had outlined in my Volt planner from Ink and Volt, which still one of my favorite planners ever, is they have a spot where you can list your achievements as they happen. Mm -hmm. versus coming to the end of the year and flipping back through and seeing, no, there's a page at the very beginning where I can look and it, it can say, you know, here, what were your successes? And where I wrote down, you know, in March, we made this big effort payoff. In uh, September, we did a, you know, I presented to the federal government as part of our, our FedRAMP uh, certification process. Something like that would actually mm -hmm. be handy for me now that I'm thinking about it because... Yeah. I found myself in the situation of, I thought, oh, I should probably do a year in review. And then I thought, January was an age of the earth ago. Like, yeah. I don't even remember September at this point. I know, I know June existed, but, <laughs> you know, you couldn't prove it by me. Uh, I but... probably, I wrote a couple of books this year, but yeah. I only remember like one off the top of, I guess two off the top of my head. And there might've been another one in there. Uh, yeah. And I think I put together an anthology or something. You were in an anthology. Yeah. You put together a short story collection. Yeah. Which yeah. I'm only remembering because I was like running mentally through my Kindle checklist. Yeah. The reports, but the, the, but the whole idea is if you set them up at the beginning of the year and you don't, celebrate them as you hit them or record as you hit them. At least make note of them. Yeah. At least, yeah, you're you're gonna forget. Now I'm not setting goals at this time. I will probably have I have some idea of the things I want to get done in twenty eighteen, but I'm not gonna write down specifically I will do X by Y. Because as I've found in past years, situations change really rapidly. And you're setting yourself up for failure unless you are tightly controlled and you know that you're going to meet those goals basically in January. So the lesson, I guess, this week rolls around, celebrate your achievements as you get them, do a constant review, although a big year-end review is, is a great idea. Well, it's nice if nothing yeah. else. You can look back at what you accomplished if you remember it, yeah. or if you wrote it down somewhere, and then go, well, I got a lot more done this year than I thought. 
But frankly, if you didn't get stuff that done this year, and the one that kills me is when artists are posting their all the, you know, their art, the best art I did this year. I'll be honest with you guys, I did one damn painting this year. Yeah, and you did four hundred and some hamster illustrations. Exactly. None of you know all of which were good for what they were, but they're not showing up on my big thing. I did one painting. I'm proud of Uno lowest output year in terms of paintings <laughs> I have ever had in my life. Right. But, I, you know, yeah. I, I did 400 hamster drawings. You did. So, and it is very easy to get very down on yourself comparing yourself to other people. And I'm like, no, all those artists who did great work did great work. Their work is great and it has it is no reflection on me. Right. And furthermore, probably none of them had to draw 400 hamsters. So, no, no. it's all good. The other thing to think about when you're doing this is this isn't a race. This isn't a competition to see who the best artist is. It is not a zero-sum game. Right. As the one comic cartoon says, you may think my cake is shitty and this other person's cake is amazing, but what the world thinks is, oh my God, two cakes. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. I, I would love to have two cakes. I can't have any cake because... Yes, I, think of the Kevins who can eat no cake and gaze <laughs> upon your lowly cake going, I would love a piece of that cake. Now, uh, the other thing that comes up this time of year, because I follow a lot of authors and you follow a lot of authors, is the award eligibility post. I almost feel like like I want to go, awards don't matter and are bullshit and you shouldn't compete for them. But that's real damn easy to say because I've got a lot of them. Yeah. So, honestly, I kind of feel I should shut the fuck up. I'm, I'm kind of okay with that. <laughs> not, not because I don't think you deserve more awards. And I will probably be putting together your award eligibility post for you later. Yeah, because I've already forgotten. Yes. But... More importantly, if people are doing this as part of their year-end review or as a reminder to their fans that these are the things they produced this year and these are the things that are that can be nominated as we're about to start getting into the Hugo nomination period, we're yeah. starting to get in towards the Nebula, Nebula and all the other... And we know a uh, lot of science fiction authors, mm -hmm. so those are the, the, the two biggies. World fantasy. Yeah. Is... is... I, I'm not snubbing world fantasy. I, I'm proud yeah. of the fact I was nominated for one once. But uh, uh, the Hugo and the Nebula are the two really big ones that everybody knows. Yeah. So uh, celebrate. Remember what you did. Uh, celebrate with the authors who are now saying, here are the things I did that are eligible for awards this year. And, and if you're an author, it is okay to say that. Yeah. Because, my God, you might have had stuff that I loved, but you remember the bit where I said that January was an age of the earth ago? I don't remember what books I read this year. I don't remember, you know, that I remember nothing. And if I, if you wrote a story that was fabulous and I'll be like, wait, that was this year. I loved that. I would yeah. be happy to see that. It's a, it's a good reminder for those of us who are going to be filling out our Hugo nomination forms in the next couple weeks and months. Yeah. So there's that. <clears throat> Did I give you any homework last week? Uh... No, it was Survive the Holidays. It was Survive the Holidays. Are we surviving the holidays? Oh, uh, we've done very well so far. New Year's okay. still hasn't hit. But, New Year's um, hasn't hit. We, we had a lovely dinner with uh, your parents. Yep. And no one died. Yep. And they continued bribing me with ham and wine. Yeah, and I've had I've had basically four days off. 
And we spent a lot of that either hanging out with the chickens... Yes. ...or playing Seven Days to Die. Yes, which is a zombie survival crafting game that I recommend highly. Uh, It's a lot of fun with two people. Um, I wouldn't go vast multiplayer necessarily, but that's because I hate most other people. (laughs) Uh, At least in video games. Yeah, don't don't go... Going Play out, with friends. The and, world is hard enough. Yeah, don't don't go out and just find a random server and and say this will be awesome. Play with friends, co-op it. Unless you're that competitive person who needs to PvP the whole thing, but it's it's a very difficult game, even on a low uh, on an easy setting, and yes. it's something we enjoy doing together. Uh, we do it very well because our styles are very compatible. I want to build the perfect, efficient base that is impregnable and the zombies will never get us and that has an amazing zombie-killing trap center. And, and I'm Kevin the one... wants to run screaming in through towns being pursued by zombies, blamoing them and collecting materials. Yeah, I, I spend a lot of my, my time scavenging and building the next piece of, of weaponry or getting the thing she needs to build the workbench so I can put together the next thing the the motorbike i think is my big goal yes. or my my big hope this particular game is we can put together a motorbike that isn't crap yes so be nice. because it's a long run to some of these places anyway mm. it's a lot of fun um, yes. it is a great cooperative game mm-hmm. for people who can work well together yes uh it is also a game that has taught me that i do not work well with other people um <laughs> which everyone knows already but uh i am great while kevin is going out and getting me stuff if he starts touching my base I start screaming, stop yeah. touching my base. So, just like, can you make my room bigger? I'm going to get out of the way now. Yes. Yeah. I, I, and guys, look, teamwork is a very valuable thing, and I am not slamming on it. Uh, some of us are shit at it. And the best, it is possible to learn, to, this is a skill, you can learn to work well with others. Yes. I have learned to work well with others when I have to. But, frankly, it requires mental effort on my part. It is totally okay if you just, frankly, hate working with other people to go into a solitary profession, like, for example, being a children's book author, (laughs) where while other people are heavily involved in the process... 99 per you only have to do that in short spurts and 99 percent of the time you're alone in a room with a keyboard and that's the way i like it yeah yeah so we have an interview this week yes our last interview of 2017 is our lovely friend bertha tang mm-hmm. who we met in person for the first time at aresia back at the beginning of 2017 wait aresia was this year yeah really yeah jesus yeah, this so has was, been a long year. So was Furry Fiesta in Dallas. With the emus? Yeah. No. Yeah. That was this year. That was this year. You're shitting me. No. I could have sworn that was last year. No. It'll be fine. Wow. Yeah, I know. So with 2018 just around the corner, we're going to talk to... Bertha, and we're going to see how she keeps herself productive as a programmer and as a crafter. And we will be back after that. I smuggled emu chicks this year. We can talk about that on a different podcast. Yes.
Hi folks, I am here on the line with my friend Bertha, who is also known as Cat of All Trades, so if I slip up and call her Cat or something like that during the interview, that's why. So Bertha, can you tell us about yourself and what it is you do? Uh, well, I'm a software engineer with too many hobbies. I uh, mostly work in Python and MySQL. And when my brain weasels aren't trying to eat me, I power lift, I study languages, I do calligraphy, and I paint very badly. Gee, and all I've got is podcasts and chickens. Um, is legit? This is fair. This is fair. So with all that going on, how do you keep yourself organized? Oh, God, who says I do? <laughs> you might be surprised. But I mean, how do you keep track of it all? Well, I, uh, I live and breathe the Google ecosystem. Uh, before I worked for them, I was an early adopter of Gmail and various things. Cool. So I use Calendar obsessively. Uh, sometimes I dabble with tasks. It's, uh, it's not the most useful thing for me. So I, I come and go from the tasks uh, tool. Uh, I have docs for just about everything, including this interview. <laughs> Uh, I keep track of all of my workouts in Google Docs and Google Keep. Oh, okay. Yep, it's pretty great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, my email is a dumpster fire, though. So. Uh, you know, I uh, mine goes flips between dumpster fire and I'm just sweeping it all into the into the into folders uh, or the you know Gmail. Hit the archive button. Hit the archive button because <laughs> I can search for it. Right. Yep. So. So when we talk about all of that, what, what habits or systems are important to you? And I think you touched on a couple. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like a corporate shill, but uh, I have an Android phone. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and without it, I am a useless sack of meat. Well, now the, the thing is, how far into the corporate shill land? Because I'll admit, I have a Google Pixel, and I am I am in love and not ready to go to the Pixel 2 yet. So... Uh, no, I haven't quite gone that far. Um, I I have a Sony. It's okay. small, but it fits my tiny girl hands. Uh, <laughs> I have ridiculously ridiculously small hands. It's kind of obnoxious because I used to play the piano. But uh, so this phone actually fits in my hand, and I can logitate it with one thumb. Okay, sorry. It's just I I I logitate it. That's awesome. I'm, well, I'm I mean, amused. I mean, you know. miracles. <laughs> that's that's. God, what is that from? Now I can't remember. It's from the Hidden Almanac. Oh dear God, that's right. Oh, <laughs> I'm not so... a fangirl. I promise. <laughs> well, no, it's like I should have remembered that, but then again, at this point, you know, I've recorded I don't know how many episodes, and unless I go look at the scripts, I don't remember all of it. <laughs> Uh, we, we might have been binging recently. Oh, okay, okay. Cool, cool. I'm flattered. I'm flattered. I'm glad. Um, so, um, so your, your phone is your, is like one of those must-have things. Definitely. Uh, I've tried carrying around paper planners, but I lose them. I give myself paper cuts. I bleed on them. Then I throw them away because they're bloody and Awkward. Annoying. Very awkward. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not good at handling paper products, 
flipping through pages enrages me, and then also I start bleeding on them. Yeah, yeah, that would be that would be man. That that Kindle must have been a godsend for you. Oh my god, yes. The uh, my favorite book experience was when I was reading and suddenly developed a horrible nosebleed. There went that book. Wow. Okay. <laughs> So I like things that I can wipe down, put away, you know. Yeah. Yep. So you, so you're actually, you're 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 using like Keep and Docs and all that stuff on the phone. I am. And I think yeah. that's that's really cool. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my trainer sends me a Word document with my workout, and I upload it into Google Drive. I copy paste it into. Uh, keep where then I can access it really easily on my phone and then I put in all of my numbers okay and track from week to week nice so it's been going on for like eight months now it's pretty cool that's pretty cool yeah yeah and uh, and uh, are you now I'm, I'm gonna show some of my so are you are you taking those numbers then and starting to put them into sheets and building trend graphs you can tell I do infrastructure and statistics matter right <laughs> I would love to, but I am much too much of a lazy bum to do that. And also, I don't actually care about my progression. Uh, I lift because it makes me feel good. And also, I know where my numbers are, so I don't really need to see a trend for them. Okay. Like, I know where I started. Uh, I know where I got up to. I know where I fell back to. And I know where I'm trying to get to. So um, I had a combined lift of 500, and now I'm... I don't because I had a year long injury that knocked me on my ass. Yeah. That'll, so, that'll do it. Yeah. So I'm just trying to get back up there. Yeah. So I don't really need to see a depressing chart that <laughs> <laughs> indicates my backslide. <laughs> um, so, so what else, what else uh, is, is, is habits are important to you? I, I'm guessing the physical training is important because you're, you're definitely keeping track of that. Yeah, I really like uh, moving. So I, uh, when I don't get to the gym or uh, get to like punch things, I get a little stir crazy and I start <laughs> trying to punch things that I shouldn't punch. Punching, I really like punching. That's you know, there's there's a lot to be said for punching. Um, <laughs> when you're the when you're the one doing the punching, not the one being punched, there is a difference there. There is quite the difference, yes. Yeah. So in, in all of that, what would you say the biggest help or best advice you've gotten has been? Um, breaking things down into chunks. Okay. Uh, I have like terrible project starting paralysis. So I have literally spent like two weeks, three weeks staring at a project going, I can't possibly do this. I don't know where to start. And then somebody would be like, Hey, remember that thing we talked about breaking it down into chunks? Yeah, do the thing. Uh, and so then, like, I spend another week doing the thing and breaking it down into chunks. And all of a sudden, it's like, oh, hey, there's an obvious roadmap from point A to point B. And now I just have to do the steps. It's kind of so. the eating the elephant method. Yep. I have that note here, too. <laughs> elephant eating thing. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um. So yeah, no. As I've been as I've been investigating more or learning more about being, you know, a scrum master and a project manager, that that one keeps coming back. So, yep, that's definitely a constant refrain that mm -hmm. you get tired of hearing and you get tired of saying, but you, you can't stop saying it because people will forget. Yeah. 
or actually the the illustration I found that that has made people not forget this is ridiculous because I actually presented this at a company meeting where I was talking about doing just that taking big tasks and making them smaller and how swarming together as a group and teamwork can you can accomplish great things and mm -hmm. um, I dug up the uh, the video from Planet Earth narrated by um, Sir David Attenborough yep of the footage of the lions in Savuti that oh dear. during a drought formed a super pack and started taking down elephants. Oh yeah, I think Ursula was talking about this at one point. Yes, now it was not the most appropriate thing to present at a corporate event, I'll admit, <laughs> but people remembered it. <laughs> Yeah. All right. <laughs> so, you know, uh, mistakes might have been made, but uh, it's been over a year and I still have my job, so I'm not, not too worried about it. Um, <laughs> so, so how do you reward yourself? Uh, I eat good food. Uh, I drink whiskey. <laughs> there you whiskey. go. Yeah. Very versatile beverage. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Um, sometimes I give myself permission to punch the brain weasels in the face and ignore them. Uh, and it's weird and perverse, but it seems to work. Okay. So I let myself take a couple of days to just do the terrible painting and the calligraphy and stuff like that. That's um, taking that. some, taking some downtime. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. you know, it's back to the grind right yeah the back to the grind part is hard <laughs> yeah. i am familiar with the feeling all right now for the tough one are you ready for the tough one? Oh, the last one yeah the uh, uh, the what do you do when you fail or you miss that goal so i work in a very flexible environment uh and my manager is extremely understanding cool uh, when I miss a deadline, uh, nowadays, mm -hmm. mostly, I just explain to him that uh, there were a ton of other side tasks that came up, and this is what I spent my time on, and I was working fairly diligently this whole time. I just wasn't working on the thing that we have this one deadline for. Right. And he's like, yeah, I remember that. It's mm. cool. We'll move your deadline. And I'm like, cool, no sweat. Cool, yeah. Yeah, so that's been really nice for like my sense of self-esteem and and value and stuff. I spent a lot of time in college like loathing myself for like not being able to finish all the P sets on time. Oh, but, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, now I'm medicated and I have a great boss, so, you know, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, and uh, well, and and the I was just so for those who are listening now, I recorded this like about an hour after I talked to Matt Wallace for last week's episode. And I was, so I was just talking to him about being deadline driven and he was saying the same thing about how that whole like freaking out about having to call his editor and say, like the first couple times say, I, I'm going to need more time and how just relieved he was when he realized it was okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, a lot of people look at the word deadline and they see the, the dead in the deadline and that is like a tremendous pressure. Yeah. Uh, I'm, some people like to work under pressure, I hear. 
it it it's okay occasionally because I used to be that really I used to be the really bad okay we've got a, a deliverable due you know I'm gonna work slow I'm gonna work slow and then the last week just kill myself to hit that hit that point right mm-hmm. and yeah. um, it's it's not sustainable over the long term definitely not right you think it's sustainable for that like the first couple times you do it and then you realize you're 45 46 years old and you just can't pull two all-nighters in a row anymore uh uh, <laughs> uh so speaking as someone who has never been able to two, oh to wow do, okay yeah in a row, <laughs> i think i probably would have just dropped dead <laughs> Yeah, it's um I, I'm not gonna say it's healthy or there wasn't large amounts of caffeine involved. Um but uh yeah, as 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 I've gotten older my endurance has gotten <laughs> a lot less for that sort of thing. Is that so? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Um But uh, um yeah, no, so so you have the advantage, and not all of us do, of a, of a flexible workplace where if you miss, you've got a really good understanding manager. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so. A plus. I definitely, my previous job was um, a little bit more contentious on this front. Uh, there was some more of that whole blaming thing when somebody missed a deliverable. And basically, the more senior on the team you were perceived to be, uh, the bigger your deliverables and the bigger the guilt pie when you miss. So, um, mm, management was- by guilt. I, I love that kind of workplace. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was the best. Yeah, yeah. Um, we could we could probably trade war stories for a couple hours because we're both in tech. We're we're both you know we we both have. Uh, a reasonable employment history at this point so um i would love that <laughs> yes maybe maybe after we're done talking about productivity um <laughs> so um what other things would you you know do you think would are important for the audience to know um since we've been through the six questions and you survived um, holy cow <laughs> yay um I've, you know now is now's your chance to just you know share whatever or you can just say i'm done now and and we can be done. It's cool. Uh, I used to put a lot of pressure on myself to be uh, top-notch. And I think I still think that taking pride in the quality of your work is important. But uh, it's also important to understand that not everything is about work. And if you have the luxury and the privilege of worrying about things that are not work, um, to actually just take the time and enjoy those things. Oh yeah, I mean, there's a, there's a reason I'm starting to raise chickens, not just because we had a sad chicken show up in the yard. So, um, but I, I find it I find it restful. It's like yes, I can I can hang out with chickens for a little bit every day, and it 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 does wonders. Um, yeah, this is why we have our fleet of animals. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, hey, you're you're lucky. Sergey is asleep. He's he's deciding to be to not be a bother this evening. So, oh, fantastic! I've got um, I don't know if you can see him under the desk. No, you can't. Uh, but I've got my golden. Oh, uh, okay. I'm under this table right here. Honestly, oh oh, there you are. Okay, 
I'm like, why do I not see her video? And then I moved the one screen and it's like, ta-da, there you are. Uh, <laughs> for those of you at home, you're not seeing the video, so ha-ha. Um, <laughs> so, all right. Well, thank you very much. A um, lot of fun. Yeah, uh, you bet. Yeah, and we'll, uh, I, we'll, we'll catch up and see how things are doing maybe sometime next year. Oh, dear Lord. <laughs> No, thanks. Thank you so much. Likewise. That was an awesome conversation. I really had a good time talking to Bertha, and then we actually chatted some more after about our own little side projects and other things we had going on, and I completely forgot the activity code I was going to put down for her, so let's see if I wrote it down in my happy little notebook. I did not write down a, t a code for her, so let's call it um then our code this week for this week's badge will be uh cat of all trades one long word that's her twitter handle yes although it's a private twitter she did put it out there in the interview and i'll be linking to it even though when you link to it it's going to say this is a private twitter and that's cool so cat of all trades one word all caps will be our badge code this week and it was really fun Looking forward to next year. I've already got a couple interviews lined up, but not necessarily on disc. I thought of a cool thing you achieved this year. What did I, What's that? You started a podcast. I did. I did. I started a podcast. You've, you've recorded a bunch of episodes. I have, and we're going to continue that next year. Starting with, uh, I guess the first one will come out right around January 4th. I will be in a car headed towards MAGFest at that point. So... There's your, your key. The first event I am going to outside of, basically outside of the house in 2018 will be MAGFest in National Harbor, Maryland. I will be working quite a lot because I will be working security. But if you happen to see me wandering around and I'm not in a bright red security vest and I do not look like I am in a hurry to be somewhere... It's okay if he looks grumpy. Kevin has yeah. a bitchy resting face. There, there's that, yeah. But if, if, I, if I'm if i moving with a purpose towards, like, screaming or something... Or vomiting. Or vomiting, then it's it's one thing. And I, I will politely say, catch up with me in just a little bit. I have to take care of a thing. But, you know, say hi. I will have the Productivity Alchemy cards with me, including the special code for You Met Me in Person, which is kind of fun. And uh, I'm really... I'm looking forward to MAG this year. I think it's going to be fun. I always have fun at MAG. I will be on book tour uh, at the end of January. You will? Um, I don't have any specific places yet. Like, I know cities, but not where I will be having the events. Um, so, woo. Uh, this one's this one's mostly... Mostly the southeast. I think D.C. is as far north as I get. The uh, southeast through, yeah. 
The South, okay, so the Southeast United States. Yes. Uh, there will be one stop at a book festival in Arizona in March. Oh, yeah, I will be doing the Tucson Book Festival in yes. March. Um, and have conned my publicist into letting me fly back later so that I can make a pilgrimage to Native Seed Search in <laughs> Patagonia, course. which is the... the yes. Uh, it, is, it is an amazing seed place that I have really wanted to go to and uh, anyway the self wolf guys are coming down we're going to do some birding. Oh, that'll be awesome. So, yeah. yeah. It's it's nice when these mm -hmm. things work out. So, there's all of that. Look, everybody go out and have a fantastic weekend for New Year's. You don't hopefully if you're like me, once the end of day Friday rolls around, you don't have to worry about anything again until Tuesday. If you work retail and have to be there, then uh, I've yeah. been there. I'm mm -hmm. sympathetic. May your customers be understanding, sober, and not angry. Very much. If you're part of our people who handle emergency services, EMT, fire and rescue, police, etc. We will pray for a quiet night. Yeah, and but thank you so much for doing what you do and for working on this night and keeping us safe. And for all you sysadmins who are out there on call, I've been there. Thank you. But... Better you than me. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I really mean it when I say that if you survive 2017, you are hardcore. You get to not you get to count that as an accomplishment. You really do. Um, really do. Like you know, I have some more stuff. If I go and dig, yeah, I'm sure I wrote books and whatnot. But frankly, we all got through this. And dude, yeah, not not an easy year. Yeah. So there's all of that. We will talk to you all in 2018. 2018. Thank you for listening. And, you know, go out there, be productive. And drive safe. Absolutely. It's amateur hour out there. Oh, God, is it ever. <laughs>